Jesus. <laughs> Glory to your name, Lord. You are so great and mighty. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Blessed be your name, Lord. You are so great, God. You're so much greater than we thought. <laughs> and you, you, we keep seeing more and more of you, Lord. <laughs> You keep getting bigger and bigger in our eyes, Lord. You go way off our screen, God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're not limited by our vision. <laughs> You're not even limited by our revelation. That's right. That's right. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can't plumb your depths, Lord. That's right. Oh, Jesus. Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for his blood that covers us and cleanses us. Thank you that we stand before you clean and pure. That even our natural bodies are laid at your feet as a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable to you because of your blood, because of your grace, because of your great love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for pouring out yourself for us. And especially, Lord, we thank you for the way you never give up on us, Lord. Even when we don't appreciate what you've done and may not even be aware of it, Lord. Even when we are profoundly disappointed in ourselves. <laughs> you're not disappointed because you knew. <laughs> and you have a plan always for redemption. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for pouring out your redemption on our lives. For freeing us from shame. So that we really can be naked before you without shame. We can bear ourselves naturally and spiritually and our souls too, Lord. We can open every locked door every dark closet, every hidden place to you, to your scrutiny without fear. Thank you, Lord, that because of your redemption, there's hope. We're never without hope. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that nothing we face is hopeless because of you. Oh, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. The only thing we need to be desperate for, Lord, is you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, God. How great is our God. How great is our God. Lord, we thank you for what you've done this weekend. That you really have opened the eyes of our hearts to see more of you than we've seen before. Thank you for awakening and reawakening and stirring up hunger in us for you. 
Thank you for setting us free from ourselves, from our self-consciousness, from our fear of men. Thank you, God, that you know us. You know us better than we know ourselves. Thank you for the way that you touch us, even beyond our understanding. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with your Holy Spirit, for making us temples of your Spirit. We love you so much, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. As we prepare ourselves for communion this morning, would you turn over to Ephesians chapter 1? God is so good. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start with verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you agree with that? <laughs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> our maker and our creator, Lord, thank you. We bless you, Lord. Your children bless you. Lord, we are just full of blessing, and we want it to be all reflected back to you and that you would be blessed. Thank you, God, hmm. who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. God chose us <laughs> before he made us, before he made anything, before he made the foundations of the earth, he chose us. He had us in his heart, and he chose us not just to walk around and have some independent life and do something and enjoy the creation. He chose us that we would be holy and blameless before him. He chose us for glory. <laughs> he created us for glory. We've been talking about that all week long. He pre it says, um, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. That word adoption. <laughs> Is there anybody in here who's adopted? Anybody adopted? What happens when you're adopted? He didn't have to take us. <laughs> he chose us. He picked us out. Who knows why? You know, it doesn't say why. He doesn't, it doesn't say he picked me because I was pretty. It doesn't say he picked me because... Any, it doesn't even say any reason. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. He chose me before he'd even created me. He chose me before the foundation of the earth. But not only that, this word adoption actually literally, it means reseeded or literally re-spermed. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> We had the seed of the Almighty in us. When we were adopted by him, we got his DNA. Hallelujah. That's how it can say that we're predestined to be conformed in his image. Because we have his seed in us. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. 
He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will. The kind intention of his will. You know, people who struggle with the doctrine of predestination, a lot of times it's because they don't understand <laughs> the kind intention of his will. <laughs> he doesn't delight in giving us pain. His will, his intention for us is full of kindness and goodness and gentleness. He also has big plans for us <laughs> and knows the character that he has to form in us in order for us to walk according to the kind intention of his will. We quote Romans 8:28 a lot that says that God causes all things to work together for our good according to whose purpose? <laughs> according to his purpose. He changes our hearts so that we can walk in what he planned already. And it's kind and it's fulfilling. And there's no other place to get that except as we walk in accordance with his will. And he knows that and because he loves us, he works the circumstances. Well, Wayne Grudem says it in his book, uh, in his theology books, big thick theology books, that is actually fun to read. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sentence in there where he says, God causes us to choose him voluntarily. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's the best definition of predestination I've heard ever. <laughs> God causes us to choose him voluntarily. I really like that. Praise God. Mm. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. We were created to be to the praise of the glory of his grace. Let that sink in just a minute. We were created. Our lives show forth praise to the glory of his grace. As we live our lives and do everything to the glory of God, we become a praise in the earth to the glory of his grace. We become walking demonstrations and testimonies to the glory of his grace. Even when we mess up, even when we fail, even when we don't see success, his grace poured out on our lives is so great. He so covers us that even in our failure, we are testimonies to the glory of his grace because we're covered. We're the only people, you've heard me say this before, we are the only people 
in the whole universe who are free to fail. Everybody fails. But most of the world thinks that they are not supposed to. We're free to fail because we have a Redeemer. When the, when the group was, was praying for me, was it just last night? Seems like a long time ago. <laughs> One of the prayers that was prayed for me was, Lord, set her free from the fear that you won't back her play. And it touched something real deep in me and set me free. I didn't know I was afraid that God wouldn't back my play. But there was a place in there that was afraid about that. See, that's the glory of his grace. He always, it isn't that if I make up, if I fail, if I mess up and say, thus says the Lord when it's not God, it's not that he's going to come and say it was God. <laughs> it's that he's going to cover it. If I'm doing it in faith, even if I mess up, he's going to cover it. He's, he wants me to succeed. He wants me to look good because when I look good, he looks good. <laughs> so I don't need to worry about me. I just need to focus on him because he's got me covered. I'm walking and you're walking in so much grace, we can't swim out of it. If we try to, we cannot swim out of it. Even when we're, you know, I think that even the years that I turned my back on the Lord and ran away from him and was not thinking about him, he still had me so covered. Because he was working the plan to turn me around. And even those years that I spent away from him are now so full of redemption that they too <laughs> are to the praise of the glory of his grace. So you don't have to walk around condemned about what's in the past. You don't have to walk around concerned about past failure or scared to make a mistake in the future. We don't have to be perfect. And it's a good thing because we're not. <laughs> My sin and your sin is not a problem to God. He's not intimidated by our sin. He's not surprised when we come and confess it. I mean, when that dawns on you, you know how you think you're hiding something. You're not hiding from him. <laughs> you know, when he said, he knew that I had that fear in me. I had that worry that he wasn't going to back my play. I didn't know it, but he knew it. And he told somebody who prayed for me last night, and they prayed, and it was like, you know, that wonderful ice pick that goes right to the problem and lances it. He knew it. I was the one who was surprised, not God. So when I asked him forgiveness, you know, forgiving place to that fear in my life, he wasn't surprised. He'd been just waiting for me, waiting for the opportunity. Actually, he hadn't even been waiting for it. He set it up. <laughs> He's such a big and wonderful and great God, and he loves each of us so intimately that he knows those tiny little details. Those tiny little things. Probably a lot of you are like I was. You came up here for prayer last night, and God dealt with things that you didn't know needed to be dealt with. I mean, there were some pretty dramatic deliverances that went on here last night. Some pretty dramatic releases that came. They went on. I was down here in this room until midnight last night, and they were going on until I left. 
I don't know what happened up in the rooms, but I've been hearing some things this morning that even in your sleep, God was doing things. He's so mighty, and he knows us, and he knows how to speak to us. He knows how to touch the places that hurt. And it all comes through his body that was broken for us so that we might be made whole. Through his blood that was poured out on us so that we might be made clean. He laid down his life for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The righteousness of God. Jesus, who did not deserve to die, took what we deserved so that we could live. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that we might receive his righteousness. This wonderful divine exchange happened on the cross. And, and if we receive it today, we're restored to the glory of God. And we get to walk beside him. And he walks inside of us, comes and indwells us, will never leave us or forsake us. And his spirit on the inside of us prays through us without ceasing. Praise God. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to exchange his life for ours. Lord, once again today, we see our sin on the body of Jesus on the cross. We see our sin put to death. Not only the individual sins, but the whole tendency to sin that is our is the nature we were born with when we came forth from our mother's womb. We see it nailed to the cross. We see it put to death and in the tomb. And we see Jesus raised and releasing his resurrected, holy righteousness released to us. And we reach out and receive it anew today. We thank you for the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that is mine. And I receive it, Lord. I receive it right now today into my body as we take of the bread, Lord. We receive your body again as our body. We receive your righteousness as our righteousness. We take possession of that which you died for. And we see your precious blood. Your word says that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And we place ourselves beneath that cross one more time. That your blood might drip down on us again, Lord. And cleanse all the things, Lord, that we've done since the last time we confessed. And that that blood would cleanse our sin, forgive us. And would impart your life in its place, your wholeness, your righteousness. We receive you, Lord, again as our Savior, our Redeemer, our Master. In Jesus' name.
you that every one of you in Jesus Christ is holy. You are blameless. You are holy and blameless without guilt. And then when she was praying, I saw a picture of myself, and this is for every one of us, kneeling at the foot of the cross and Jesus' body bleeding on that cross. And as I was looking up, the blood of Jesus covered me. It covered me. It poured down on my face, on my shoulders, all the way down my body. So that when the Father looks at me, and when the Father looks at you, we are holy and blameless. Amen.